So, is there any statements or questions anyone wants to make? Jason. Hey, what's up, Steve? Um, I, I have a question. I just kind of want to, you know, I think I know the answer to it, but maybe you could touch down on it. Um, you know, you is the only, what makes an alcoholic an alcoholic theology? I mean, do you think, like, say the hard drinker, you know, somebody that drinks similar to me or whatnot, um, possible for them to have the obsession for alcohol, but what really separates us is, is the allergy? Well, yeah, definitely, because um, I think that's a lot of the hard drinkers have an obsession with wanting to get drunk, but they don't have the difference is, is once they put it in their body, they don't, you know, they don't want it anymore. You know, they only want a little bit, but it's definitely got that obsession. I mean, look at people who do like some of the chemical drugs, you know, there's a lot of obsession there than there is, you know, as physical. But definitely, definitely, I think that it's not the same as coupled with the allergy, though. When you mix the allergy and obsession together, it turns into a lightning bolt, you know, because now you're, you're drinking, you're, you're telling yourself, I need to go have that drink, and you forget the fact. I don't think this, the real alcoholics, the hard drinkers, forget the fact that what happened to them last time, or they think they've got an obsession to go and drink, but it's not the same. Yeah. But and you definitely have to have the allergy and be alcoholic. And then once you're like on a run, right? And you're like full blown uh, allergy. Do you think that the while you're in, you know, the phenomenon of craving and you're on a run, do you think that the the mental obsession coexists with that at the same time, or is that just kind of like on a back burner? Is that not really? I think it's, it's different I, for everyone. I think it's kind of the mind. The, the mind of the obsession is still there, but the craving. The, the allergy kicks in, but you gotta remember that the, the allergy it craves it's it's there's a mental you know it's all it's all mental at, at the end of the day, but it's physical. My, my body physically craves it, right? So yeah, I mean, I would say the allergy is more maybe more prominent, but as soon as I like let's let's say I take three or four sips and I crave more, if I put it down I have to go run an errand. What am I thinking about the rest of the time? That's so, it. It's less off, you know. You know, and it's insanity. Yeah, I just feel like it got to a point where, like, my obsession, I just, I stopped thinking it was going to be different. I knew it wasn't going to be different. I knew I was heading for trouble, you know what I mean? But I couldn't put it down because of that damn allergy, you know, the phenomenon of craving. So, right. I, yeah, that, that was it. Right, right, right. Oh. Uh, Greg. Steve, you spoke about the entire psychic change and that would equate to the obsession being gone, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how does that equate to somebody who's just dry, sober a bunch of years, and now is a dry drunk? Um, you mean what's the equivalence? I mean, I don't understand what you're saying. I'm saying so that person who's dry sober whatever might have picked up other addictions anyway so the obsession for alcohol has been gone 
but they're dry. They have the, the, the tendencies, the whatever, that they're just dry. So how, does, how do we equate the psychic change with that? If the obsession's gone already, well, I mean, they still have the restless here of discontent. The person that's, that. that's dry is always going to have some type of the mental obsession in there, right? They're going to have the, they're going to be fighting it, and the restless, airborne discontentness is just their their mindset. They're in their you know that everything's anxiety, everything's piss, everything's frustration, and everything is. Uh, not not satisfied with anything, right? There, the psychic change is me t- taking the steps. It's a result of taking the steps to have that, that that mind change. There is no psychic change. There is no complete psychic change. Maybe a maybe a maybe a regular psychic change where I realize something. But I don't know if I answered your question correctly or not. But because <laughs> he goes as far as to say our way of living has its advantages for all. Right. So, which I which I utterly agree with. So. I wonder if the psychic change goes beyond just the obsession for alcohol. I think the, the the psychic change could actually go on to a better way of life, a better oh, way of coping, a better cool. way of, of of living, a better way of functioning. Oh yeah, I mean, you you got to remember is once you do these steps, and you're past step one, and you have an awakening. It's not, it's in the obsessions. I mean, like, for instance, today, if, if I get a resentment or frustration, I'm not, I'm not worried about drinking. I'm worried about me getting back on track with my, my relationship with God. It's no longer about that. It's always growing spiritually and keep growing spiritually. It's no longer about, it's alcohols. That's way, way long gone in the past. You know, that's why I don't understand when people say I'm an alcoholic you know, um, or I'm recovering, you know, <laughs> you know, but it, the steps are, you know, psychic change is good for anybody. You know, I've, I've, I've seen people, I've, I've taken people to the steps from more alcoholics at all. Just, uh, I guess you could say real nutcases, so to speak, that had a complete psychic change, you know? Do you have any other questions, or? Because I agree with you, I've I've tried different ways to to beat this. I've tried uh, therapy, different types of therapy. I've tried church, tried intense Bible study, and and still came to the same point that that something is still missing. It's just not the same, even with all that self knowledge. That's why I absolutely love this stuff. Like I I really love this stuff so thank you no you did a you did it as always you did a you did a great job thank you thank you uh doug the covered alcoholic thank you steve again for another great evening of uh of intensive big book um you know just a question that posed before you know i i i thought about that myself you know which is more prevalent in the book it says you know, if when drinking, have little control of the amount you take, or, or um, when, uh, or when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, right? 
it says or, but I think someone, I heard this somewhere and it rang true to me, is that I, I, I think it's both. Because if, if I have the allergy, but not the obsession, well, then I go out on a spree, I wake up remorseful, make a firm resolution not to drink again, and guess what? I don't drink again. Right. Because I don't have the obsession. But if I have the obsession and not the allergy, so I have the obsession to drink, I go out, but I, I can stop with two. I don't have a problem. I can go home. So it seems to me that I got to have, that what makes me a real alcoholic is that I have both. Because one without the other, it doesn't create that, that recurrent endless cycle of, of the spree, remorse, and drinking again. Right. That makes, is it, am I right there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. Thank you. No problem. Tim. Hey, guys. Tim, recovered alcoholic. I was going to touch on a couple of the things that have been said. Did you ever, when you were six drinks in, were you thinking about stopping to get two cases on the way home from the bar? Yeah. You're already drunk. So the obsession goes hand in hand with the allergy, right? I was always six drinks in. I was thinking about, was there going to be enough for the rest of the night? Do I have to hit the liquor store before it closes at midnight? What do I have to do to have enough? That's the obsession still working while I'm drunk, right? Or I'm worried about the line that's lined up at the bartender. That's why I didn't like drinking in bars, right? There other people wanted the bartender's attention, and that bothered me greatly, <laughs> right? Because I'm worried about running out. I can't go on the dance floor and dance without facing the table to make sure nobody gets my drink. Doesn't matter how many drinks I've had. So the obsession's still there. But keep in mind, we've met people who have the out, the addiction, the problem drinker who's addicted, and we get them detoxed and they never take another drink. I had a really good friend with 34, 35 years sober. I don't think he was a real alcoholic, and this touches on what Greg was talking about. And we talked about it through the years. He was a big party boy in the city. Um, they went out drinking every night, he and, he and his roommate, and they had lots and lots of fun night after night after night after night, year after year. His, part, his roommate came into the program, got sober. He drugged Jim in. Jim had problems detoxing. But once he detoxed, he never took another drink. Just like somebody who, who had an allergic reaction to peanut butter. Once he got three or four days away from it, he goes, by God, I'll never do that again. But Jim did not suffer from the bedevilments, page 52. What I like to call the agnostic promises. If you remain agnostic, you get the bedevilments in sobriety, right? So the spiritual malady is the solution to the problem. And we get the spiritual malady by working the steps, which is where I stayed confused for 13 years. I, I, I read it off the wall, but it wasn't until a little guy set me down that knew what he was talking about. And he said, what do you, what do you, can you believe that millions of alcoholics got sober using clear cut directions in the big book? Yes or no? I said, yes. He said, we're done with step two. Why? Because he knew he knew that if he got me through the steps, I was going to have my own spiritual awakening. And I did. I got to step four and five and had a spiritual awakening. I had a spiritual awakening with that guy that afternoon. But it's it, so the spiritual awakening may come, but uh, Steve touched on it. 
You got Carl Jung saying huge emotional displacements and rearrangements. You've got Dr. Silkworth saying psychic change in the back of the book, The Spiritual Experience. They stole that from William James. He said a personality change sufficient to overcome alcoholism. And all of those things explain the same thing that AA calls it, the spiritual malady. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. That's the promise on the bottom of page 64, and that was certainly my experience. And that's my experience working with a lot of other people. When we get over the uncomfortableness, when we get past the bedevilments, when we get down to our own truth, the, the obsession goes away and we get the 10-step promises. The problem is resolved. I'll leave it there. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kikaya, alcoholic from Sweden. Yeah, I, uh, before I came to AA, I, I went to a psychiatrist and he gave me the diagnosis borderline. That was very, very popular in Sweden in the beginning of 2000, uh, 99, 2000. Anyway, uh, I, uh, he gave me medicine and I... I didn't, it didn't work out because he didn't understood and me neither at that time that I was an alcoholic because I thought I had control. Anyway, it doesn't matter how many diagnoses I have because the psychiatrist wants to, to diagnose me with other ones, but I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm an alcoholic. You can, you can put whatever diagnose on me. You can. It only makes me to have more tools to, to, to handle my, my life. And that, 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 that which has worked now for nearly 24 years. It was eight months and 23 years this Monday. And, and uh, it doesn't, I can't m medicine it with, with, uh, with the help of, of medicine that doctors in common gives me. I have to do, I have to do and live in the program that, that has worked for me in every affairs. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you everybody for being here and thank you, Steve. Dear brother. Mohammed. Hi, Steve. Uh, good to see you. Thank you for the message. And um, the thing is, I've got eight issues. Can, can you speak a little louder? It's hard to hear you. I said, hello, Steve. Um, thank you for the message. And I was just in the gym. So oh, okay. It's always good to see you. The thing is, um, I know, okay, uh, irritable discontent and restless that is that is me but uh there is uh you know i some people they have other psychological problems as well like adhd and ocd and uh you know uh, not being able to focus and you know i'm, I'm chasing dopamine you know excitement you know you know, I don't think about drugs or alcohol, you know, and um, even um, in 10 years, I haven't had one craving. Uh, and even 
you know, on the dancer and on the bodyguard, like catch cocaine from thinking, but I hate it. I just get it, I just hand it to the piece of I don't even think about it. It really, really messed me up. I hate it. Even each time I use drugs about hate it. Not there, but I know if I do it, the guilt inside me. Some people they won't come back. I know I won't come back because you know I want to finish. So, so, so I'm not gonna, I won't do it. I won't relapse. Relapse for me is equals death. But you know, this <sighs> being irritable and hyper vigilant and you know this letting people get to me and you know me that irritable vigilant hyper that is my problem today. Today is not alcohol or drugs, you know. I mean procrastination is my problem. It's controlling others. The fears are my problem. You know, my paranoia is a problem. You know, my trauma from childhood is the, my problem. You know, and you know, this is the things is bothering me. And my depression is my problem. You know, I go down, so down with ADHD is like this. You know, when I go down, I mean, my insomnia is a problem. I can't sleep. You know, I can not sleep for three days. You know, and I just lose it. Doctor has given me tablets and I don't take it, I don't take it, I don't take it. Until I, my mind, then I say, okay, it's 24 hours plus I haven't slept, then I have to take it. So these things is my problem. My anger inside me is a problem. And this anger, uh, it does make lots of problems for me. You know, this anger, anger from me, from people. Imperfection world, imperfection people. Even in the program, somebody comes and acts like, oh, I'm a victim, look at me, everybody's done bad to me. You know, honestly, you know, just bad. These things are my problems. The acceptance, you know, humility, you know, let God, okay, I, I, I can't do the human. Yeah, I, I can't even accept myself. Okay, let God help me to do that. This is the thing. Sometimes I don't even want to see God, and I'm suffering. But I'm, I, I don't even ask for help. This is my problem. Alcohol, drugs, it's not my problem. Thank you, Steve. God bless you. Um, and another thing I was going to ask you was, can you put it in a group that voice of this tonight. Say it again. Can you put the voice of uh, recorded recorded voice? Yeah, it will be on me. YouTube. It will be on YouTube, yeah. Can you put it in the group? Because there's lots of um, uh, voices in there. Oh, yeah, I just can't find it. Or... Is it possible uh, to put it in the group? I have shared it in, in the chat where you can find the recordings. It's on YouTube. Yeah. So look in the chat. 
I can put a, I'll put, I'll, I'll put a, a direct li- uh, link for you. Yeah. yeah, please. God bless, man. Thank you. Thank you. Any feedback, any feedback, give it to me. Thank you. Uh, Fernando. Hi, it's really a pleasure and honor. Thank you so much, Woody. Good to see all you people that are hungry for the obsession. We got a new obsession. <laughs> it's really nice to be here. I, I zoned in, you know, I, I was tired. and But the information really uh, started, uh, you know, it just, it's just nice to see, you know. Our, our, my objective is the first, I had like three questions. One is to... How do I explain the allergy better? You know, I had a hard time understanding it, you know. And then the other was, I like the way you said with impunity, impunity which is, uh, you know, without any uh, new scars or, or uh, fights or, or problems drinking. How, and that, that one was a, a, where you're, you see people and your imagination runs with you, you know. So we've got to protect our imagination. And then the uh, the other one was uh, moral psychology. You know, I tried to study that and looked in the dictionary, and I came up with the conception that, uh, like, for instance, I like to start 9 a.m. meetings because everybody is attuned to going to school at 9 a.m., you know. You go to school, you normally, they already have a moral psychology of tapping into that that time period. So that's the way I see moral psychology. But my, my, my question is, is, uh, is there anything else in the big book where uh, I can, there probably is, and I'm not remembering right now, is how to explain the allergy better. I'll give you a, 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 a what, what, well, happened, I mean, what happened to me, I was in this, I should have had like 40 years, but I had like 12 years of, uh, well, I was done on a date and I was not drinking, but I wasn't going to meetings. I was doing all the knowledge in the church and all the whole stuff. And what happened is we met at a bar with this girl and she ordered a drink. And, and the fact is, is that, is that the alcohol is evaporated inside that close encounter and it fell on my skin. And, and I, I read a book of the second brain, you know, which is your stomach, your skin, and all your organs are able to bypass your front lobe and make decisions for you. Anyway, what I'm trying to say before you know it, I found myself with a drink. Oh, oh hey, oh, hey, how did that get there? You know, it's kind of like, wow. It's kind of like when you change lanes on the freeway and you, wow. You know, I'm driving an 80-ton truck and I change lanes. I, I don't remember changing lanes. What am I doing over here? That kind of deal. Thank you. No problem. All right, well, I got to get going. A bunch of my kids, all of them got home and they went dinner, so I better uh, deal with the natives. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Have a great week. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, guys. Uh, next week, we'll, we have a good speaker tomorrow if you're around at noon. I mean, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific or 2 p.m. Eastern. We have Howard, who does a great book study. He's doing step 10 for us tomorrow. That should be a lot of fun. Mm. So, all righty. Thank you, Steve. Nice. Thanks, Thank Steve. you, Steve. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Thank Bye. you very much. Right. See you later. Bye.
you. Bye. Oh, okay, hold on for a second. Okay.